Hi everyone, I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Walk and Talk podcast. This episode was delayed by for about two weeks, but we got everything together and now it's available to be streamed. Oh, I got some good news. I know we had a couple of people that were like requesting for Yolanda to come back on because you guys were interested in hearing how things were going with her clothing business. And this episode, you know, had her come on and she kind of shot the breeze with us for a minute. And since this episode was recorded she's had about three or four successful live streams on instagram selling her stuff so we want to send her all love and stuff like that and without further ado here's the podcast we've got yolanda back um a couple of people have asked for you to come back you know um they wanted to hear they wanted to hear how things were going. And I was like, you know what? Since you're relaunching, rebranding, and you're doing, making new moves, it's like, let me see if we can get Yolanda to come back on the show. So the floor is yours. We want you to tell us, you know, tell us what's popping. You know, let us, let you know, just what, what all is going on with you. Let us know. Uh, well, I am, like Dee said, doing a major rebranding for my business. So I'm kind of, now figuring out the direction that I want my business to go into and so now is the time for restructuring um, brand identification and just pushing my brand harder giving it the support that it needs um, if I want it to be successful all right now the the coolest part according to some people I told them that you know that you kind of put me on the Bayou Kicks thing because I had no idea mm-hmm. that we even had any kind of like sneaker events down here. Yeah. So is that yeah, that gonna... was a cool event. Yeah. So thanks again for letting me know about that because I they're supposed to be coming back with something else on their Yeah, they're um, going to do another event I think in the summertime if I'm not mistaken. And, okay. Um, so I'm probably going to be a part of that as well. I'll probably sign up to be a vendor for that because the more pop-up shops I attend, the more my name gets out there. And, you know. So do you plan on being like heavy into sneaker culture or is this just something you're dabbling in? Or is this, you know, how, how did you get hooked up with that? Is that something you just want to do because of the whole vintage thing of it? You know, the no, older I actually didn't and stuff? bring my vintage clothing um, with me to the sneaker effects. I actually bought um, the Art of Style, which is my new clothing company. Well, not new as in just created, but like new clothes. So I actually bought those clothes with me. Um, but I just think it, it's obviously I'm going to support a young black brand um, that's doing different things in the city. Um, and so I just wanted to be a part of that. And then I think it's dope when you take a girly outfit and add sneakers to it. So, which is why, like, we've been having so many um, sneaker balls lately. Um, That's becoming very, very popular because it's just a dope idea to wear tennis with something you would never wear sneakers with. Okay. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite sneaker? Or do you Um, have one? So I, I'm a Nike girl. (laughs) <laughs> oh lord <laughs> um i do have other tennis i have felis i have um adidas um but i'm a nike girl just because the range is so different mm-hmm. um like right now i have these black and white platform nikes that i love i mean i'm from new orleans so of course we i'm a classic white g nike type of girl that goes with <laughs> everything and then also <laughs> Also, the ones right now are super, super hot, which makes them more attractive. So I've been really attracted to the ones, too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and they keep coming out. They seem like every every month they got a new release yeah, in different colors. Yeah, but they're colors. so hard to get them. So, I mean, I'd be on two different devices trying to get me a pair, and I can't. Yeah, see, I think that's where Nike is kind of messing up because you used to be able to just walk into the store. Exactly. You, you can't and do now, that now. Cannot. Yeah. Especially with it's wands. Like and then we have so many um, resellers copping all the wands and then reselling them. 
for yeah. high profit, which don't get me wrong. I mean, a hustle is a hustle. I'm not hating on a hustler, but yeah. it makes it harder for regular people to get a hold of some. Right. That's true. That's it's kind of taking the fun out of out of getting them because it's like there are a lot of styles that I'm like, yeah, I, I would I like to get that, but yeah, I'm not jumping through all these hoops and paying resale for something that costs one price. So I'm good. I'll just find other shoes. And it's like they have, they have shoes in the closet that I haven't even worn. Wow. So and shout so, yeah, out to I'm, uh Bayou Kicks uh as well. I mean those are young guys. They're doing their thing. They bring in uh cultural recognition to for sneakers to New Orleans, which isn't like I mean I know we have uh, a huge, I think it's in Lafayette. There's a huge sneaker brand. I think it's a resale brand. I'm not sure. I kind of heard a little know. bit about it at Sneaker Fest. And they're based out of Lafayette. And I heard they're really, really huge. But shout out oh. to Bayou Kicks for their New Orleans sneaker stuff they have going on. Yeah, I really appreciate that they have something like that here because I was talking to one of my friends. He's in Arizona. And he said that there, there are many pop-ups Pop up places you can go to to ex- to buy, sell, and exchange. Yeah, and yeah, like I was telling him, we don't have that here. No. So in New when you is typically behind fashion wise, um, and I don't understand how because you have all this stuff. Exactly. So it's it's just crazy. I think New Orleans, which is known for was the uh, so lazy affair, which is to me, in other words, lazy. Uh, kind of, we have our own thing, so we, you know, there's some people who keep up with trends, and there's just some people who just don't give a crap. So that's what makes New Orleans unique. You could walk next to somebody with freaking Louis Vuitton and Balenciaga and Gucci, and you could also walk next to somebody like me who might have on an outfit from the thrift store and be equally in place. So Okay, yeah, but but that that's with that being said, though you would think that we would have that. See, the thrift stores, people do go there for a look to to pick up outfits and stuff. Yeah. So sure. you would think that you would see the shoes, you know, more of that, you know, sneaker stuff or a pop up shops or something. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have nothing. So that Bayou, yeah. Bayou Kicks came along at just the right time. Exactly. Well, no, I wouldn't say just the right time because, I mean, nobody had the taxes and stuff together at that time. Well, some people did, but... I think, too, though... Like... Oh, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, you kind of dropped out. Oh, don't tell me we lost... Uh... Can you hear me? Hey, can... Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. We had lost it for a is, second. Someone is, was calling me. They're probably going to call back. So I'm hoping oh, okay. they'll just get the point and text me. But, um, oh, okay. You know, they say that's a true entrepreneur when you find something that's missing in the market and you can capitalize on that. So shout out to them again for that as well. Yeah, that's cool. Told, told, but before before I get yelled at by a coworker, please tell me about your um, you know, your new lines and how they how the people are supposed to get to those. Oh, also, we got to we got to talk about this. Girl, what did you think about the about the Will Smith Chris Rock slap? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. I just had, I'm doing dispatch, so I had to answer the phone. I, I thought they would text me, you know, when I normally, when I don't answer, they'll text me, but it was an older person, and I'm not sure that they're caught up to that mantra yet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but yeah, that thing was. I don't know. On one hand, I feel like that he was absolutely right because I know my husband and he wouldn't even 
I don't care if it's a joke. Like, no, he wouldn't even play that. Especially about people don't understand, like, women are sensitive about their hair, whether they have it or not. That is a sensitive, that's almost akin to asking a woman her age. Like, you don't play about a woman's hair, especially a black woman, okay? So, Uh to make a joke about something that's hurtful, as in losing your hair, um, you know, she is probably a really, really sensitive subject for her. And, you know, maybe Chris Rock was ignorant and didn't know what was going on because everybody doesn't keep up with everybody. But I feel like if my husband was finally getting nominated for an Oscar after all the have a long years Will has been in the game, um, and he's finally up there, which we know not many black people get nominated for Oscars. You know, we, we're always behind everyone else. So as a fellow black comedian, as a fellow black actor, as a fellow black person, Chris Rock should have been like, no, no, no. You know, this is almost uh, President Obama, Michelle Obama kind of couple right here. This is black excellence. You know, he's here for an amazing movie that he put on. So I feel like it was poor time and it was a tasteful joke. And I think had that been my husband, he probably would have slapped the taste out of his mouth as well. So, y'all, you ain't got all that from from that, from Will and Jada, because they... I don't know. I mean, they don't give me those type of vibes. Like, like Barack. I mean, mean, regardless of how they live their personal life, and I do believe Will has also is also tired of being the subject to everyone's joke. Whether it was the incident with Jada and August Alcina, and then the whole entanglement, whatever controversy it was. I do believe that everything had just stacked up. You know, it was all the jokes. It was all the questions about their relationship. It was, you know, um, the nervousness of the night, the anticipation. Everything just built up, and he had a bad reaction to it. Yeah, that, that you can say that again with that bad reaction, because they were sitting there, you know, he was laughing at the joke. Yeah. And I looked at Jada's expression. She didn't look like she was hurt. She she had this your your regular like when you annoying your friend type of mm-hmm. thing. If you say something silly and they roll the eyes, they be like, "Oh Lord, this boy here." Yeah. That's the expression she had on yeah. her face. Because yeah. when you listen to the joke, he said, "Love you, can't wait to see you in GI Jane too." And you mm-hmm. had most of the people focusing on her head, but they also didn't realize Jada had on a green dress. Yeah, that could have been a part of it as well. It's not like he came out and said, Jada, you a bald head bastard. He didn't go yeah. in, you know, anything yeah. like that. And like I was I said, like, that's why I said, you know, me understanding that half of it, but me also understanding like he was tired of being the subject of everyone's joke. And unfortunately, it was to Chris Rock's expense. Yeah, that's just, and now they're saying that he's resigned from the no, academy. That's another to, thing that I hate, you know, um, that it it reflected him in like he that forever will tarnish his image, no matter what kind of things he's done for the culture for his in his craft. Now he'll just be known for that, so that kind of erases everything he's ever worked towards. No, I, I don't think it's that serious, bro. I mean, he's still going to be known. You know, he's got the Fresh Prince yeah, stuff. Yeah, he'll be known as, as the person who slapped somebody at the Oscars. <laughs> That'll be the first thing that people know him for. <laughs> so, like I said, it just completely tainted his image. And also, um, like yeah, I said, kind of nothing... it messed up for the other people that was there, yeah. too. They were talking about, um, you know, how it was the, the Black production Yet, yeah. you know, more black people involved with the Oscars this year, and this kind of overshadowed everything. And then, yeah. you know, you put it that way. And, and, and not on another thing, the people who run it now, they said, Oh, that, that joke was ad lib. That's but, not true. 
Part of me don't believe that because because they do practice, they do rehearsals, exactly. so there's no way that that wasn't that, there. Had he gotten up there and said something about the LGBT community, and I'm a huge supporter of the LGBT community, it would they wouldn't have never let that joke go on. I don't yeah. like that they allowed that joke to happen. Like See, I said, that, for someone, and 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 that's why I also give Chris Rock. 20 to 30 percent of the blame because like i said this is will smith not saying he's no better than you but he's been in the acting game a long time and this the the person that he represented for the movie that he was nominated in for um it, it just wasn't the night to mock him it wasn't it was a night to celebrate him not mock him or his wife but you see, I didn't. It didn't come across as a mock to me. I mean, that was just Chris Rock being Chris Rock. It did. I mean, so you think if that was Denzel Washington and Paula Washington, you think he would have made that joke? Well, no. what does Denzel? What does Denzel wife look like? She bald? <laughs> no, she have hair. You see, no, no but it, it would have was, to be it would I have to be suited. It would have to be suited to them. Was being nominated for an Oscar that night. Chris Rock would have never made that joke. I think I think they could still joke. I think he you could still do it with with Denzel too. I mean, it depends on how they do it. But you know what it would have been a joke about Training Day when he played as Lonzo? Because mm -hmm. some people feel like that's the even though Denzel has done so many movies, mm -hmm. most people know. That line from Training Day, you mm. know, um, yeah. about King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Uh -huh. That's the, what the joke would have been about. And see, with with Jada, but that wasn't an wears, offensive joke. But I'm, I'm just saying. But with Jada, she wears her short hair. She looks beautiful with it. Anyway, yeah. I mean, she's got she's got to get shape for you're, it. You're not just because she portrays that confidence doesn't mean that she really is. Okay, yeah. when I'm out in public, I'm going to rock this. But deep down inside, I'm really hurt because I'm losing alopecia. You lose patches of your hair. So it's not like everything came off at once. You know, she was losing patches and then had to decide, well, instead of trying to cover up all these bald spots, I'm going to cut it off. So okay, now you, now you see, you just gave a good thing. Now see, the fact, see, so you can you, the person loses patches. So see, it would have been to me, it would have been more offensive if he'd have said, Hey, oh, I love your patches. Now you see that's to me, that's kind of yeah. that's I mean everybody's gonna have their own interpretation of it. So, you know. Yeah. Obviously I just wish Will that they obviously could... had his own interpretation. Yeah. Because then I mean, and it was worse now, I think he's gonna be under the gun even more so because now he's got a whole bunch of stand-up comedians going in. Yeah. So if he didn't like it before, mm -hmm. they're going to rake him over the coals even more so now. Yeah. And that's that's the, the crazy I, I, thing. I also feel like people are jumping on a bandwagon too kind of thing. Well, yeah, because they're going to get they come up off him too. Yeah. It's going you know, to happen. Let go viral by saying, you know, like like Bill Maher, Mayor, whatever his name is, how he just recently said, about oh she it's not like she have leukemia and just throw a wig on like everybody else or whatever he said you know that's well that don't kind of make no sense because does does anybody really even it's okay first for Bill Maher is anybody really still on him I mean I didn't I mean, even he's still you, in it you know who on him <laughs> I mean shit I. No, they, I mean, I've heard from Jim Carrey. They gave their opinion. Jim Carrey, um, who else? Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley. You I know, people like Steve that. Harvey's opinion. What, what did he say? You go ahead to YouTube. Please put that YouTube. YouTube <laughs> Steve Harvey in Steve Harvey Will Smith because Steve. Because <laughs> there, there was. I'm a. I'm gonna send you the video because um. This chick um online, Gossip Girl, she's been keeping up with it and she's been getting the reactions to some of the black comedians. Uh-huh. You know, what they had for it. And, and it was, yeah. you know, it was kind of 
what they say made a lot of sense because you know they talk about the position you know uh-huh. of how you it, it's it's turned out the way that you wouldn't want it to because it's like they looked at it from a, the the perspective of you hit Chris and they're saying you know Chris Rock couldn't retaliate because that would have led to something else so Chris handled the situation well which he did because you can tell he could have he was even about to say something and he caught himself and that's why I'm like you know that could have turned into something really ridiculous because if he wanted to be vulgar he could have said something but you got to remember where you are I mean you're at the Oscars and that's uh you know, a quote unquote, we not gonna say it type of event. Yeah. But by know. by um Will took it and turned it that it didn't need to go into. And that's mm-hmm. what Steve was saying. They were like, if you were really offended by the joke, you could have went backstage and addressed Chris Rock and yeah. kept it kept it moving. But by you handling it the way you did, yeah. it came across and that's as why I say it crazy. was much more than that moment. He let other things just pow. You know how when some people, you know what a breaking point is. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Oh, that yeah, was just like breaking at, point. Yep, just like at a job that shall not be mentioned when you're trying to get extra pay. You <laughs> know, um, there's gonna be breaking points, but yeah, we shall not delve into that. Yeah, but it was cool. I was always always cool to get people's opinions on it because we got some folks they don't even look at the Oscars itself. They say they just like to see the fashion. They don't want yeah, to see that's the new me. trends. I, I'm not about to watch that. I, I just want to see what people wearing. So, so yeah. So back on our topic, you know. Yeah. So what about our what's 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 how the the brands are going to be? You know, how are we going to be diverging and what you know so what's your. I'm system? I'm adding um. I'm adding a new brand. I I mean I I've. I was thinking about renaming the art of style into a different name um, because that's going to be geared toward my younger streetwear, urban, like 18 to 30, 32 year olds or whatever. Um, um, But I've I've decided I'm going to keep it as the art of style because that's what I created. I love that name. So we're going to keep it as the art of style. And like I said, that'll be for my, 18 to 30 years old. Um, then for my 25 and up girls, you know, like me, we're working women, but we still fashionable. We, we, um, we, you know, can afford a more of a modern luxury type of brand. So that new brand is going to be called Lib in the Leo. Did you say Lib in the Leo? Yes, Lib and the Leo. Um, okay. and then, How'd you come up with that name? What does does it have a specific name? Um, a specific yeah, name? I'm a Libra, and my husband, who always supports me, is a Leo. So I just, you know, cut Libra down to Lib, and it's Lib and the Leo, which okay, I think the brand cool. kind of represents both of us. Is more with his kind of loud side, and more me and my. Um, quiet and 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 so I think it felt like it bridges both of us, All and I right. think that's what that's I like cool. about that line. Now you see that, see that I like that. There's some thought. Now that's thoughtful. Yeah. She put us. Now you see that, ladies. Now you see she put an old man up in there. Now she didn't. <laughs> she didn't got some named after him indirectly. Yes. So yes. now you think. Now, dog, y'all can't expect your husbands to return that favor because <laughs> we, you know we thinking that. So, but you see, y'all gotta get with your business now because she coming with it on a on a sentimental tip. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it's just like I say, it's it's you know pieces you can wear to work, wear to functions. Um, you know, I I kind of want to encompass all ages of women and all kind of different styles. So, oh, okay. um, and then my third brand is um, XOXO Vintage NOLA. And I mean, it speaks for itself, it's vintage clothing. Um, so, there are unique pieces that are sourced from different outlets, and I resell them. And I also okay. do styling. Um, I'm hoping to get my foot into that door. I have um, 
someone's birthday is coming up, a family member, and I've asked her to style her in like a vintage photo shoot for her birthday. Okay. So I'm hoping to do that and kind of get my foot into the styling door. Oh, you got a lot. See, that's baby. You gonna be you gonna have your foot in everything, and that's cool because you can always be busy. And uh, yeah. that's 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 really cool. And, and you're not you're not the least bit nervous. Fashion, which I love, so. You're not the least bit nervous. You you about to? Oh, of course, know. of course, I'm nervous. I mean, I, I'm nervous, but I feel like nerves are a good thing because yeah, you're excited. It means you're excited, you're passionate about what you're doing, and you want to make sure it's successful. You know. Yeah. So I, I love to have nerves no matter what I'm doing. I mean, I just recently had my photo shoot this weekend. Oh wait, let me tell the audience um all the listeners, Yolanda reached out to me that was Friday. Yes. Um trying to see you know about me coming to do the photo shoot, which I, I couldn't, and I but mm-hmm. I offered her to use the camera. And she was nervous, so she declined. So guess mm-hmm. what Yolanda did with the photo shoot? She took the photo shoot using her iPhone. Surely did. She's apparently <laughs> done other photo shoots using her iPhone as well. Yeah. And you know, hearing that, that's a cool thing because you don't know how many people out here right now are using just their regular tools, whatever's at the disposal mm-hmm. to take care of things and get their projects done. And exactly. this is what you need to to be successful now because you don't need the end-all, be-all to get your point across. You, yeah, you really I mean, don't. And you have to think outside the box. And especially if you're like myself, I'm a mom of five um, and I have a full-time job and a part-time job. And I'm also trying to launch and run three separate clothing businesses. So my income is limited. So you, mm-hmm. we have to kind of think outside of the box and make things happen um, for our companies. And that's cool. That's that's you know hearing that that's a good thing that you know to, for people to be, I guess just to realize that hey I can do this with this because yeah see I used to be I used I can say used to I still yeah. love photography but I don't really I lost the passion in a lot of ways because of what was going on personal life and especially with what's going on now with this, with these with these jobs mm-hmm. and you know I've had people say why you don't take photos no more why are you not out there doing x y and z because it used to be fun going mm-hmm. places with them and there's you're having people take pictures and yeah you realize you you lose the passion for stuff and i have people that get in my ear and say that you cannot let these jobs or nobody else stop you from doing what you enjoy doing you can so when i hear you know y'all talking about what y'all doing it makes me happy and it yeah. makes you want to get back out there and to take pictures and stuff again but and then I don't force myself because I know when you force yourself to do something, you don't have the good energy. It's got yeah. you got to see something to bring you back into wanting to do things. So exactly. I think hearing your story and it, just hearing what you go through to help other people, too, because they like to hear folks trying things and being successful with it everything mm-hmm. you don't have to blow up overnight or anything like that but just to hear somebody being happy that they see themselves growing that they have inspirational ideas that's a good thing because sometimes when you leave work you you don't want to even be bothered no it's just, just you just get robbed of all your creative energy yeah, and that's what one thing we're trying to change because there's a lot of creative people out here that you just you just lose it once you come from work. You're just yeah. so exhausted, mentally tired. You've yeah, got sometimes I feel like I don't even um want to give my kids the attention that they need because right. those jobs they will drain you. I mean, even me, you know, trying to run, uh, trying to launch a clothing business. Even sometimes I get overwhelmed with that. I, 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 um doubt myself sometime i i get upset i cry i scream uh but if it's what i want to do and i know it's what i love i mean if you can check my phone or you walk up to me and then i'm on my phone you know most of the time i'm either looking at clothes 
on watching House Hunters, one or the other. So if it's your passion and your calling, no matter how aggravated it gets, you know, you're going to try to stick with it. You have to. If not, yeah. then you let you let the you let others win. And I'm not trying to let nobody win but myself. I heard that and that's that's true because I mean trying to get mom's house together to put it to put it back that's been an undertaking in itself, you know. Exactly. And you feel sometimes you do feel defeated because you can't yeah. get your family on the same page. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know what it is. I'm gonna ask you, do you do you have a problem when your children say mom you need to do it this way is there do you think that there's something that stops parents from taking their kids even their adult kids seriously like i don't know what it is it just I seems think like it's just a black community you know we why, so, why, why we don't live what what is it because it just I seems mean, to be I like your parents don't just, listen yeah we they they i don't know where that come from to where like kids don't have a voice and I'm so thankful now that black people as a whole are kind of changing that our kids have voices they have feelings they have opinions they have you know their own thoughts and their own dreams and their own aspirations and I like that now that more black families are allowing their kids to to be themselves, to 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 speak, not disrespectful, but freely. Because I can, I can. There's times now when I um talk to my kids and they may say something, and I think, oh my god, when I was young, if I would have said that, you know, I would have got my ass beat. But <laughs> it's not disrespectful, so I don't know why that was a problem then. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I I love that now. And part of the reason I think for me is because. I had my kids young. So we grew up together. I had my first kid at 15. So Mm -hmm. we have a different kind of relationship than someone who may be 30 or 20 something having their first kid. Well, let's see. And maybe that's it then. It's the generational gap that plays a part in it. Yeah. With the, uh, with the parents now, because my mom, you be trying to say, hey, please don't do this. She do it anyway. <laughs> you do this, please don't do that. She she's doing it anyway. And you just you just you not know, um, get the cross. So stuck in their ways. It's yes, and funny. it's and that's it, causing it's a lot. Funny. It's just, it is. It does. It oh, absolutely does. You you be needing to de-stress because you're mm-hmm. just trying to get everybody on the same page. With all that lady there. You love you love your folks. I mean, because I, oh, yeah. my mom had, she made the best. She made decisions to try to take care of me, and my brother. And I always will love and of respect course. her for that. But Jesus, sometimes all oh, they 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 give you headaches. I mean, and all your what? nerves they don't be always bad. Make the right decisions either. They Mm-mm. parents can be wrong too. Yeah, know? and I don't think they see they know that. I think they think you know. Or at least they're not going to admit it to us because they feel like, oh, I can't say I'm wrong. But yeah. if you can't that's... admit you're wrong, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a huge problem. Oh, boy. I, I swear I was asking, I, it's talking to the universe, talking to Jesus, God, all the <laughs> angels. I'd be like, if, if we can get through past this little house stuff, you know, that, that'll be the, I feel like that's the main thing because you got to have your base together because I, yeah. I just think that that's part of the reason why she go through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that she go through because in the end your your surroundings on together yeah and that's an important I, thing and I for people believe that because right now we're doing construction on our home and of course I'm also running these clothing businesses out of my home and it gets overwhelming like I come home and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to look at clothes. You know, th- th- this is not done. This is not done in the house. We have to do this. We have to do that. And it becomes a lot. And it makes you sometimes like, you know, you'd rather be any other place but home, which mm-hmm. which is crazy because home is your sanctuary. That's where you're supposed to feel the most peace at. Yeah, you're right. You know, and that's kind of what I want to see for all my 
close friends, family too, because we got a couple of young young friends that are you know trying to get their first apartment mm-hmm. and different things like that because they want that independence and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're trying to maneuver into good spots to where they can make the money to get yeah. that experience, you know, because that's important yeah. for people to be able to feel like, hey, this is my spot. I want to start here and grow something. Mm-hmm. And a but lot of people can get it done. Don't rush. If you <laughs> if you can stay at home and, and save money and your parents are okay with it, definitely do it because... Yeah, they, I see the situation with the parents is sometimes the family situation is why they're trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and it's, it's just, it's just difficult. Get out of that situation. Um, but for the ones who have a, a good family life, utilize that because right. that um, it's part of the problem with creating generational wealth through home buying for Blacks, mm-hmm. you know, it's if we had parents that allowed us that didn't say, and I don't know where that comes from. At, oh, at eighteen, you're a grown up now. Get out and do it on your own. Versus, I don't know why. What what causes that? Will, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, you know, in other cultures, they don't have a problem letting their kids stay home and save up money to buy their first house. There, that's how come they're able to put twenty and thirty thousand dollars down on their homes. Um, mm-hmm. And they have it a bit easier for them. So I want to see black families emulate that, too. I mean, stay home, build money together, save money, split the bills if you have to. Um, but allow the generations after us to get uh, just a little bit because there never be a foot ahead in, in this world. It, it'll be a long time before African-Americans are a foot ahead other races but just give us a little 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 push a little nudge in the right direction and and you know what i agree with that wholeheartedly it's it it needs to be a plan because um, i was discussing this with somebody it's like hey if the family came together let's say you had four people in the family and they all had at least decent jobs to say where you can put one thousand dollars each person can contribute a thousand dollars a month Mm-hmm. to the house note so you're mm-hmm. looking at full full grand each month mm-hmm. you can knock down a, a house with under five so or six fast. years like this depending yes, on what depending on you know how much the house is yeah you, know, you can get a nice little modest home exactly. and you got it nicely y'all can keep knocking them now you know like exactly. okay well and the time that it'll take us to pay for the one house, if we were doing it on our own, we may be able to get two or three houses. Exactly. And the same time. And now each person owns that separate house. You've got the you've got the the means for that person to to even say, let's say the person in the teens, 19 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by the time they're 25, they already have a home. Or that, multiple, that depending on what the family, you know, what they're planning on doing. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be like, well, we have our own home. Now that we have this, we can start working on the other home because this is paid for. Mm. And that's what we don't have of, you know, that's what we don't have, I think, mm-hmm. in the Black community because the grandparents may have a home and the grandparents die or the, grand, the last remaining grandparent dies and they leave the house to the family family doesn't keep that home they sell it mm. and um it's like there's no legacy and you know there is no real foundation you know no. um, and, and that just seems to be the norm and mm-hmm. it's like when somebody die it's like what's the procedure when I, I i thought that this was what you're supposed to do person die you immediately go you clean up the house and they they sign in papers and they trying to see what's this and what's that because that's what you hear like that's mm-hmm. that's it like mm-hmm. and it, it does have to change I mean it you don't really grieve you know it's just oh. you you take everything and you just everything realize like it's over business and yeah yeah you know that's kind of how I feel and like um uh, Sunday well it was Monday my dad's sister, she passed away from cancer. So, and oh, I hadn't seen sorry. that side. Oh, thank you. You know, I hadn't seen that side of the family since 
my dad's mom passed oh. away. And she passed away when I was still in grade school. Wow. So I had the last time I seen, well, my aunt and her daughter, my cousin, was at my sister's. Um, she had a, you know, when Monte passed away, you know, they came and I I had a chance to see them and I hadn't seen them in years. You know, the last mm-hmm. time I saw Brenda, she was she wasn't even a teenager. And mm-hmm. now she's an adult. Wow. And when um my cousin texted to let me know that Aunt Edna had passed. You know, I wound up calling him. He was like, you know, it's a shame that, you know, it's always through death that people oh, reconnect. Yeah, yeah. We, and um, the last thing we went to as a family as well, we were saying that we got to stop getting together like that. You know, And how do you stop it? How? It's like when you got these you, jobs you, you, and all you, this other you, stuff, it's like, how do you, you even break this cycle? You know, you have to you have to be the person that puts in that effort, you know. I sometimes complain about my dad calling me all the time and stuff like that. And then somebody who I was talking to was like, you know, hey, I don't have my dad. So you you be grateful that your dad, you still have your dad to call you. And I it kind of like oh, it took me aback a bit. And I was like, wow. So now even though, you know, I do live a busy life and he, he still gets on me about not calling him like I should. I do try to make myself you know, oh, let me call my daddy because it is a good thing. I mean, it is a blessing to still have him in my life. Yeah, and this so that's true. I don't get along with him. We just got to take mine. that time. You know, we got to send that. To, even if we can't, if, if we don't have the time to make a phone call. The way these phones are set up now, we could we could tell them to, hey, text this person at whatchamacallit and just say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Whatever. We just have to make that effort. And that's how we stop meeting up just at funerals, you know? Oh, man. And, you know, this was supposed to be about the fashion and stuff. And I was telling <laughs> another friend that we would, you know what? And to flip it, but this is how we deal with things, I think, as people. Our conversations can gravitate towards this, that, and the other. Nothing is ever 100% planned on this podcast. It's Most of the time, it's more like a, a conversation with folks. It's not just a, a interview or anything like that. Granted, it starts off that way, but when you know I mean, people that is gravitate towards you know? each other, it's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I love that you listeners that y'all love the format being like that that I've always have wrote in kind words saying well we like it it's not bad it's cool keep it going so I love each and every one of y'all when y'all write y'all comments or answer questions and I love when you Sharif Marquise all these people that take the time to answer questions for the audience oh yeah I mean, and y'all be I, answering I some crazy that. questions and it's, it's cool to have y'all involved I really appreciate that y'all take the time out to to get involved with this too. I kind of want to um talk talking to you, you know, and and seeing you kind of build your podcast up. It kind of inspired me to do something, and it's not really like a pod. I mean, I guess it's kind of like a podcast per se, but also it'll be video. Um, so I really want that to work well. Now, you know you can do that. I think there is a video option using the Anchor thing, but it'll only show up on Spotify where you can incorporate video into your podcast. So yeah. you'll be able to show your fashion and stuff. If I you decide to do, do that, you can do like a little show. something called Fame Friday. Um, and it'll be just like an hour show on Fridays. And Fame will stand for Fashion, Art, Music, Energy. And just we will break that hour down into those four compartments and we just would discuss, you know, different things related to that. So, you know, we would have a little block for fashion where we would talk about fashion and then art and then music and then energy. And I would love to maybe even one day, if it takes off, have guests and everything else so it'll be really cool it it might not be the thing for me because i'm already super swamped but i would love to launch something like that and maybe have somebody younger who's more i don't know i don't know but i thought it was a really cool idea 
That sounds really nice. That's cool. I mean, you know what? You got a lot. You got it. You know what? It's obvious you have a lot of ideas in your head and in your heart. So you yeah. have, you see it, which you don't, you don't even know how to get through all of these things. No. That's, <laughs> that's what it's like. But when the, when people be like that, that's a good thing because you have some people that just, they didn't gave up. Yeah. They didn't gave up. And um, I don't like, I don't like seeing that because I have, so for good friends that I play Xbox with and they be saying, you know, I'll be like, y'all don't talk about the the sneaker stuff that y'all was going to try to do, the website and all that. And be like, man, with work and all that, my yeah. and folks, I don't want to, I don't want to even do the shit no more. And I'll be like, oh, you know, well, you know, whatever you decide to do, I'm cool with it. But it's just that you used to be happy when you would be planning the stuff out. And when you yeah. just give up, you, you hit a defeat. And that's kind of why... I just think that um, these jobs need to do better to support people because if you see your employees need an assistance, they need more money, and you can't afford to do something, do something. Nobody should have to put together proposals or anything, not not in this day and age, for people to do the right thing. And I, I just want to see people win. You no, know, there's not many jobs out here that's, that takes the initiative to do anything to say oh you know what yeah the economy's kind of messed up let me go ahead on and give my employees more more money you know because they're concerned about their bottom dollar they're concerned about saving money for a rainy day and then they just have some that just don't give a f-u-c-k you know right right so you know, and don't get me wrong, there are some companies that do care for their employees, you know. Yeah. Far, far and few in between. Oh, you're right. You're right on that. So, um, I want to thank you, you know, for taking the time to, to talk to me and the, the audience that we know what's going on and stuff. Um, how will, well, when will the changes take effect as far as you bringing out the new stuff? And um, will you, oh, will you continue to have everything be like cost conscious? Because I know we know with Easter coming up and the economy being the way it is, I'm, I'm pretty sure folks are wondering by you doing the, the separate, the separate labels or the separate, I guess, the separate, what would you call them? The separate brands. Does that yeah. mean that will the prices still be manageable or do you have yeah, to I think go up? Still be manageable. Even with my new line, Lib and the Leo, which is kind of like a modern luxe kind of brand for mm-hmm. working women or just, you know, just a, a, a bit older uh, age gap. Um, I still think that it's affordable, you know, cool. and, and I also. I'm a firm believer if it's something you want, you're going to pay for it no matter what the price is. Right. That's true. If you're getting quality, and that's one thing I can say about the younger generation, because you see it when it comes to the pop-up shops and food and, and, and just the way they live. More people, if they feel like they're getting value for their money or they exactly. just really like the presentation, they're going to spend that money. Yeah. Because you have some folks, like, it's like when, you, when people have suppers, and they'd be like, they charging $15 for that? But you don't realize that the person has to go out and buy the food and cook the food. And there's you got to pay for the paper plates, the sodas and everything. They're not making, when they're selling the place for $15, it's not like they're getting the $15 in profit right away. Exactly. The profit is broken down after they sell everything to see how much of their money they got back and what they got extra. Exactly. I mean that's why they that's why people have to be understanding of things, you know, if yeah, the food is that, that was, worth you know, it. I'm not at a point where I can have hundred hundred dollar shirts and I don't think I I'll ever be at that point. Um because like I said, I do want to keep things affordable. But mm-hmm. I I mean, will I ever sell a sixty dollar shirt one day? Who knows? I may have, but I feel like long is that I stay true to my brand. I stay true to my customer service. I stay true to my vision. And I produce a quality product, then people will pay for it. That's right. And I, I liked um, when you were having the, 
what was it like you were getting ready to get in your new stock and how you did the Facebook sale and how you had people saying, I want one of those. Hey, give me that. Put me down for this. Yeah, and, you know, I, things I were brisk. It was fun. To, to, to do that because I've had really, really great responses with that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think um, I have someone working on my website right now. Um, and I think once I get my new batch of clothing in, I may do another live sale and see how that goes. Because I want to see if people going to support my live sale when the items aren't $5 a piece. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that was the easiest way to reach the folks. Just yeah, having it on live and people were able to tune in yeah, and, have, you know, I place their orders. They like, oh, you know, I don't have time to go to the store. So just to sit there and watch that was a huge help, you know, and I, I don't like to go online and stuff like that. So they, I had quite a few people really, really enjoyed it. That was cool. And yeah. I think and it, and it, it just, and hearing it, you know, the, to hear you explain the stuff like when just we was driving and um one was one portion i think we were doing something in the lab and my co-worker was like oh i kind of like that little dress and you know it's kind of it's fun to see other people interact with, with mm -hmm. it so it is and i had a really good time too and it kind of got me um got you hyped up <laughs> yeah not, not gonna say hyped up i guess out of my shell and just kind of Doing something that I never did before. And I had a really good time. And I was glad that it worked out. You know, I was like, that's cool. You up there doing it. I was laughing. Yeah. And how you were moving around. She was like, hold on. And you was, you was talking to somebody off camera. It's like, see if we got that in the large. And it reminded me of Home Shopping <laughs> Network. Yeah. Like how the people be like, hey, can we see if we got one of these or see if we got one of that? I was like, you know, that was really cool. And the fact that you knew how you was able to shuffle through your clothing and everything, it, it just showed that it was for you to do. It was for you. And yeah. I was like, and I'm glad I, that I that's did, rolling. I did prepare a bit more for that one um, versus my first one. I didn't prepare as much as I could because obviously, you know, if everybody knows me, they know I'm always on the go. Um, but I did try to prepare more for that one than the first one. All right. And with that being said, we want to know how can the people reach you? And um, will you be doing first? Will you be doing any pop-up shops within the next couple of months or before Easter that yeah, people can um, find you at? So I'm going to be at a pop-up shop on the West Bank. I need to double check the date. I don't know the date by heart, um, but I will be posting the flyer soon. Um, this week on Friday, April 8th, I'm having my first live vintage sale with a huge vintage reseller. Her name's Kay. She's out of Texas. Um, so we'll be doing an Instagram live vintage clothing sale friday april 8th at seven o'clock oh and this um, is going to be on instagram yeah that was going to be on instagram so okay. she's like a huge reseller she's kind of introducing me for the first time to sell my vintage clothing and i okay. think i have a, some really dope pieces that i'm excited for everyone to see i've been watching a ton of vintage resellers their live sales so I kind of mm -hmm. am learning things and I'm supporting them and in hope and in turn hoping that they support me and come join my live sale. So that'll be on my Instagram, my Instagram, Instagram, Instagram <laughs> page, um, which is XOXO Vintage Nola. And that's for my vintage clothing. All right, guys, y'all heard that it's XOXO Vintage Nola. That's X-O-X-O, Vintage, V-I-N-T-A-G-E, NOLA, N-O-L-A, and that's on Instagram? Yes, that's on Instagram. Okay. Um, and then um, you guys already know, I think I told you the last time that D interviewed me, The Art of Style, um, which is my younger brand, that's on Instagram as well as at shop the auto style or the auto style shop i can't never remember <laughs> which, which is horrible as the business owner but 
you know. Um, and then if you guys can go follow my new page, uh, Lib and the Leo. And like I said, I had my photo shoot Saturday. Um, I have someone kind of redoing the website now because it's going to be all on one website, shoptheautostyle.com. And you'll okay, be so that's like the base. Yes. And you'll be able to click the tab and go to Lib and the Leo page where you can shop those items. And then you'll be able to go to XOXO page and shop those items. But it'll all be under that umbrella of the art of style. Okay. Now, see, so that's that's the easiest one, guys. Remember, the art of style was her original brand. So that's going to still be the base. And through the art of style, you can branch out and yep. buy clothing from the other things. So if you don't remember nothing else, remember the yeah. art of style. Because the art of style is just that, I mean, it's, it speaks for itself. Style is an art, you know, mm -hmm. you're the canvas and style has so many different genres, you know, rather like we talked about a little bit last time, whether you, you know, are straight streetwear, you, you know, you're gothic, you're punk, you're alternative, you're bohemian, you're vintage, you're modern you're minimalist you're uh boho yeah bohemian you know you are uh, you you like kanye west's line where you want a thousand dollar hobo look there's so many different styles <laughs> so i think the art <laughs> of style really <laughs> the book really, of eli <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> book of eli chic um and, and you know you we learn so many about new styles every day because my daughter um who's in college shout out to Nettie has told me her new style is called old money and that was one i hadn't even heard of so old she money? sent me old money so she sent me some pins on pinterest and i was like wait this is low key kind of cute i'm loving this so mm -hmm. I myself even got introduced to a new style. Okay. Old money. So what does old money consist? See, this is what I'm talking about. They, they, we this, this there's no structure. This is just you having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. So so what's what's old money? What does that consist of? So old money is just basically what it sounds like. Imagine somebody in like the 1900s or something like that who had money so it's very um tweeds and ruffles and velvet and but modern so you may put a ruffle blouse on with a mini skirt you know and then um, mary jane shoes and think of uh bow ties and pussy bow ties which are, is the actual name of a, so it's like a inter, like almost like an interview with a vampire meets sock hop type meets, meets clueless because you you know obviously you want to make it modern so you're going to top it with you know thigh highs and mini skirts but you're going to have mm -hmm. blazers on with it and they're going to be very very rich fabrics so your tweeds almost in a chanel-esque vibe you know, like I say, your velvets, your um, brocades. So it, it's gone on those vibes. So it's it's actually a really, really cool style when I looked at a bunch of the pens that she sent me. So now your challenge is going to be having that website break that down for the average, well, for people that have never heard of it. Yeah. Cause, because the, to, to the potential to have you know pieces that show this that's yeah. going to be interesting and that, those that really pieces is. i feel like would, would be found from in my vintage clothing because um i even have some um some pieces that work with that right now actually so it's pretty cool and it's called old money old money yep yes indeed and y'all here, we got a new, we got a whole new, um, well, she's got a whole new floss coming towards y'all soon, uh, old money. Yeah, so I'm going to incorporate uh, some of that into, into the XO, XO Vintage 
um, Nola Brand. You know, I'm going to be posting pieces and everything like that. So I'm going to be post heavy this week as I anticipate my live sale. Okay. Now, will the artist style be on Pinterest? Will you guys have a um a Pinterest page that we're posting kind of see what y'all what you're interested in and see what I start to get like previews of what the brand is all about from the Pinterest or will y'all just stick mainly to the Instagram and Facebook stuff? Um, no, I eventually want to um segment into other areas to get my brand more noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is a time because I'm still working a full time job, mm-hmm. and B, I'm not as tech savvy as everyone thinks I am. So I actually hired a local high school student in New Orleans who shout out to her brand AB Shady. Um, she has her own sunglass sunglasses brand, and this girl oh. is in high school. Um, and hey, that's that's good. Yeah, so I've actually hired her because I love the way she photographs items and she runs her social media page. So I've hired her to develop my website, um, which she's doing, and she'll also be photographing my items for me. Oh, that's cool. So that that takes a, a big stuff off your plate where you can just go into the planning and get your it's, ideas out exactly. and she can incorporate that. Yeah, See, now look at that. that. You're growing. That young, um, that that energy younger thought, energy, that younger view. Yeah, she, she brings that into my brand, which I love because... You know, I'm not gonna say my age, but <laughs> yeah, I understand. You just want to make sure that you're not alienating any younger yeah, buyers. Yeah, and, and I want to make sure that if I'm running a brand catered towards younger kids, I want to make sure that they um, represented. They are represented, and they they are um, what is the word? Not only represented, but it it um. It speaks to them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the language they use. It's the the vibe that they use. So I want to make sure, you know, I don't want an eighty year old person doing something for a fifteen year old. It, it, it might not work. So. <laughs> oh, but see, I love that that aspect of it because it shows that you care about you know the demographic. That you're of trying course. to reach out to. You've done it for the big girls. You've done it for the, the regular folks. You've done it for people that can't afford to buy everything. And that this, and even with all these different people that you looked out for, you wanted to, the, with all these people that you have looked out for, you've made sure that it didn't compromise the, the vision that you had for the clothes. You don't just buy anything and be like, well, I'm going to put this out there. They just got to buy this. You try to buy things no. that are eye-catching and that yeah. people could feel proud to to be in because you know we we got yeah. folks out here and that and I did that at first. You know, when stuff. I first started my brand, I got extremely excited and <laughs> bought all kind of things that I didn't, I shouldn't have bought. That, <laughs> but like I said, I was really developing my style and the mm-hmm. direction that I want my brands to go into. You know, sometimes it happens. You know, when you start up a business, sometimes you have to, um, you know, you'll lose, you'll lose before you win. You mm. know, so I'm still losing, but in the event, in the end, I'm hoping to win. Well, you, it's not, it doesn't come across as a loss because you can hear the growth. You can hear the, you're getting all this, you know, getting outside people involved that you trust that you see can build your. But you, they can help you expand your visions for it, and now you can worry more about the planning. You can yeah. look for different venues and stuff because you have X, Y, and Z taken care of, and it's exciting. You know, to hear the excitement in somebody's voice about what they have—that's a great oh, thing yeah. because people yeah. need. That. I'm definitely excited because I'm learning. I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning more about how to run a business. And I'm learning how to build with my clients. You know, they they are, you know, I have some loyal customers who have supported me from day one. And they also know that 
you know, it's a growing process. So they're growing right along with me. I'm developing their styles as well. Oh my Lord. I'm like, you're a fast, you pretty much are a consultant. You're not just selling, you actually consulting and helping people. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I really, I don't know. I like the, um, the indie Anna Wintour. I want to run this, <laughs> this whole brand, but I wanted to be low key, you know, like the background person. I don't have to be in the spotlight. Okay. I like how you described that. That's real cool. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> but look, I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. And um, do you have anything else you'd like to say? No. Before we, before we duck out? Yeah, just follow me, guys. Support me if you can. Um, even if you can't purchase an item, like my post, share my post, comment. Um, like I said, I have my vintage live sale coming up. Um, and also, um, just be look out for my photo shoot pictures to be released. And you know, just say a prayer for your girl that God keeps guiding me um on in the direction that I want to go in. 